I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From the sold-out MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, what color you are, what country you come from, or what language you speak. Fighting is in our DNA. We get it and we like it. We're human beings. Clearly what's happening right now is we're moving into a new era of mixed martial arts. It, what it feels like is they're trying to push the UFC as a promotion. It's less about the stars and it's more about the promotion. It's more about the promotion being the star. The UFC needs to build their stars. They need to actively market and push their stars in a way that they're not doing. In my opinion, the change from stars, individual stars, to the promotion happened with the introduction of the Reebok era. Everyone became uniformed and even with Venom now as well, people don't stand out. Chuck Liddell had the Iceman shorts, the Mohawk, Rampage Jackson had the chain. I mean, for God's sake, Bryce Mitchell had to plead for those camouflage shorts, didn't he? The thing is, the UFC has always tried to be bigger than the fighters for a number of reasons. Apart from when you had those breakthrough fighters, guys like Chuck Liddell, who coincidentally was managed by Dana. Chuck Liddell elevated himself above the sport. And then as we pass through new eras, it's usually marked by a star that transcends the sport itself. It's like Connor and like Ronda. I feel like they run out of time because they're so busy and they're constantly doing a new show every week. I genuinely feel like they don't have a lot of time to consider the buildup. It's, it's almost a little bit of like the oversaturation conversation. Like this next pay-per-view is coming up. We have like two fight nights before that. I don't know why we're having this stupid conversation about two billionaires fighting where we have the best fighters in the world and they're barely getting any recognition. The truth is, it's just events are coming and going. Even when spectacular knockouts or submissions or fights happen, it's so quickly yesterday's news that you're not able to pull on any kind of suspense and excitement for what they're going to do next but i think generally promotion is changing and i don't think the ufc is keeping up with how they should be promoting it it's hard to argue because you look at the mass appeal of the sport and you're like well there aren't any big crossover stars but then you just look at the ufc inside the actual fandom how many consecutive sellout shows did we have so it's like really hard to argue that the sport's not doing well or the hardcore fan base isn't really into the sport because clearly they're like selling out all these shows so they're actual people they're trying to cater to, they're catering to, they're making loads of money. They, what, tripled their investment from the, the sale, whatever? Like, So yeah. it's like, it's obviously doing well. It's obviously growing. It's just like we don't have that big commercial example. Whether or not that's because the UFC haven't picked someone out that they feel like they can then push and promote, or it's because you just need some absolutely polarizing, charismatic, legendary person to come along and start knocking people out and making statements. I think people are generally so afraid, especially with the era of social media as well, as to be the James Vick of the scenario or 
the Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland has essentially bounced back from that brutal knockout as well. He talks so much shit. I mean, to be fair, even Sean Strickland's chilled out now. He's actually way... He doesn't need to. He is. He, he doesn't is... need to, though, because no, he's a headlining fight. I feel fight like he's been told to, like, mellow out a lot because he was, he was becoming somewhat of a character, quite a large character in the sport. Maybe he got humbled and thought, oh, I need to chill out a little bit. But it, it, it feels quite polar opposite of how he was and how you see him. Even in interviews at the gym, he's very different now. What was that press conference where Dana was getting angry at Jorge Masvidal and Kevin Holland for having beef? Fighters running into fighters that they're not fighting on that weekend's card and having beef and for it to be a polarizing viral moment has happened for years and years. You had these, these, these mythical moments. I mean, for God's sake, we never got it, but Masvidal versus Edwards. The fact that he gave him the two-piece and the soda behind the scenes made Masvidal a massive star. It made him a mad. So what is going on when Dana White is shutting that shit down? It's crazy to, th to think about as well. Like you have a, a star known for talking and be they literally call him Big Mouth and they won't let him talk about what happened whatsoever. It's like you're at a press conference, but if you're going to make out a star of someone who's a really big star, let him leech off of Masvidal a bit. And also as well, what the fuck are the journalists doing at these press conferences as well? You're journalists. You know, you're journalists. It's almost like shaking hands behind the scenes with the UFC. I'm going to ask the questions that you want me to ask because I can get the rub, I can get the shine. The journalistic integrity that's happening at these events have gone out the fucking window. They really have. When's the last time a, a journalist where you go, oh shit, that's crazy. Finally, someone is asking a question that we all want to hear, but everyone's so goddamn afraid of it. When they asked about what happened backstage, or Dana was literally like, you guys can't ask about that. Like, why? These guys are why? trying to fight, you cannot ask, you're causing problems. Like, so. But why? I don't know why, but like, obviously like- but why is that happening? He's telling them, you're not, allowed to do blah, but you blah, can't blah. do that yeah. you can't tell a journalist what they can and can't ask maybe this this purchase you know we kind of underestimated how much it has slowly started to affect the sport i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's not a good look commercial. And it's not his company anymore. He can't do what he wants. It you know? is a good look commercial, though, because it's all about selling pay-per-views. The last time we had a big bust up backstage was the Nate Diaz, Chumayev, Kevin Holland when all that went down and they put in the fucking promo like they had a, they had a two-day turnaround to make a hype piece which they've already done for this event but they remade a new hype piece to put in the promo like with the Connor Buss stuff I know that's a while ago now but they did that as well they put a crime in their promo it's still package. criminal damage isn't yeah exactly it, you know? it's if the, the brawl breaks out of a press conference that's yeah, epic that's it's, legendary it's cool but it's like are they the fight business or are they not are they the True. business that hosts fights do you get all the drama and all the flair that comes along with it the day I was shopping for a lavender duvet cover to match my canopy bed and I thought how do I know what a duvet cover is then I switched to UFC on Spike TV one drop kick to the face and I was back to my old self was the purchase of the UFC by WME the worst thing that could have happened for a fighting business you're trying to commercialize fighting the end of the day it's just like what we're watching what we're buying is two men or two women going inside of a fenced cage with rules attached to it that's why we that's why we fucking love it 
It's because it's mental. You can't forget that throughout the entirety of human history, we've always watched that stuff. Exactly. There is nothing in the world to that height that replicates anything as visceral as... It probably is, but it's MMA. definitely not on the, the level of like popularity. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, when you look at what they're trying to do to the UFC by commercialising it, is trying to make fighting normal in the eyes of everyone not good for promotion. Because you get all kinds of stars. Like GSP was a very professional guy who fought objectively quite boringly, but he was still a massive star. And that wasn't because he was like a violent maniac because he bought like well I'm not saying that know, I'm not saying these guys are violent no, but I'm like, just saying what they're doing is is, is refining refi is refining the sport and taking it in a more professional direction bad for promotion and for sales not always because we've got examples of people who have been able to sell when that's the kind of direction they've taken things it's just such a fine line to, to walk really because so much of what has made the sport legendary and so many of the craziest moments in it have been times where people did break the rules and things got out of control. When you go to a UFC event, you don't go to a UFC event because you're like, oh fuck, like I hope something kicks off. You're going to see like the sport. But you're going to see fucking Francis Ngannou blast the fucking head off of Alistair Overeem. Yeah. Some people go to Formula One or NASCAR to, in the hopes that they're going to see a crash. It's always going to be inherently difficult to package violence in a way that's ultimately and, and unbelievably commercial. There has to be some compromises to what you're selling. You have to take some of that, that lawlessness and, and recklessness out, out of the sport to sell it on such a level that the UFC are. You want, you want to see people that you can have on chat shows, you can have on the one show, you know? And like, yeah, what they do is inherently violent, but outside of this sport, they're nothing like that. It's always going to be a struggle and almost like a tug of war between what they do and who they are. They've had to, especially maybe with investors, like they've had to take away, they leave all the violence in the cage. In the UFC's eyes, like I said, they're selling out time and time and time and time again. Do they need to do anything different? They already are selling out tickets. They can't sell any more. Maybe they can sell more pay-per-views. Perhaps that's the difference between a fan who fell in love with the sport when it was a lawless niche between degenerates to where it is now. I didn't fall in love with the sport as it is now. I fell in love with it when it was this renegade group of, yeah. of guys. And I feel like we've got like the era you joined and then I was the era after and then I feel like you were the era after that. So it's kind of got like a trickling effect because it's about five years in between each. So now we're going into a brand new one for all of us. Which and, is and that's the thing. It's like, I guess at the heart of it is that it needs to appeal to the most people possible. And the reality of it is there are people out there that don't know that they actually do want to watch MMA. They just need to be approached with it in a more gentle way. Whereas like I was attracted to MMA in the early days of viral videos where these unbelievable images of, of destruction and, and violence. Whereas now with less chaotic promotion, less chaotic personalities, more down to earth athletes yeah. is the better way of reaching those I mean models. like I'm introducing like a friend of mine to the sport right now and I'm sure everyone who's watching has gone through that where you get someone who is like even just horrified at the idea of the violence but you have to find people like Brandon Moreno who it's like look at this nice person who's like you know likes Lego and stuff those kind of people are designed to bring in those new fans. We are desensitized. And I, I can still talk to people who don't watch the sport and they are still horrified. But that being said, I think you are right. I think there has been a shift to try and bring it to a wider audience. 
it also shows the evolution of the sport as well because you, essentially really recently as well you had Nate Diaz call out Jorge Masvidal not just because he was having a sick year but also because they were from an older generation where they grew up no rules fighting was what those guys were learning to do in those gyms in those new hybrid gyms but back then those athletes were they were just fighters 